Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. About three to four weeks ago, or three to five weeks ago, all hell broke loose on the internet when Stephen A. Smith... Excuse me, decided to finally respond to Jason Whitlock, right? And he basically went on ESPN. He prepped everyone. He's like, I'm going to be saying this. Everyone, everyone should be ready. He said, I went out there. I spoke to my pastor. I spoke to the executives. I spoke to my sister. I spoke to everybody, right? Um, and Stephen A. Smith it was said it was something that he wants to get off of his chest. Stephen A. Smith then puts together about an hour-long show, Um Calling Jason Whitlock that bat dirty, what do you say, that fat bass, all kind of crazy stuff, right? Uh, the show ended up, I think that show must be now at like 2.5 million views, if I'm not mistaken, right? And he totally, 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 totally went off. Then Jason Whitlock then decided to respond. Um, and he responded to Stephen A. Smith uh, on his show. He actually did a series of shows. And ultimately, if I had to pick who won, if it's like a rap battle, if I had to pick who won, I think Jason Whitlock won ultimately. Uh, what is it at the end? So what happened? As you guys know, the Super Bowl, it was just previously Super Bowl weekend, and you had various people doing various press runs, and Stephen A. Smith was one of them. Uh, and he went on Sirius XM uh, radio with Chris Mad Dog Russo. And uh, while he was there, Mad Dog was asking him about a range of topics. And then out of nowhere, Mad Dog asked him about the situation with him and Jason Woodlock, where he was like, we saw you lose your composure. Like that wasn't you. Um, do you regret doing what you did? And Stephen A. Smith, you know, when he decided to respond, actually said, actually doubled down and said he wishes the only thing he regrets is that he didn't say more. But before we even get into his comments, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats. And then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points. And then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks. And Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So, for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com/clns and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com/clns use code CLNS for a first deposit match to of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to play exactly what uh, Stephen A. Smith had to say in, regard, in regards to Jason Whitlock, to Chris Mad Dog Russo, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what he had to say here. Did, did you put yourself sort of in the dirt? Could you have avoided the Whitlock situation when you had the big fight with him? I could have avoided it. I didn't want to. I didn't give a damn, and I still don't give a damn. I'm not backing up from one syllable I uttered, and I will reiterate what I say without saying his name because he is straight trash. 
and I don't ever want to have anything to do with him. Okay. But I will so say, you're, this, you're, but I will, I will say this to you: He is an individual that has gone about the business of attacking me personally, attacking my contemporaries personally, attacking my friends personally. For 12 years, I never so he's said gotten, a word. he's gotten after you for I a long time. I never said I a word. Know that. And he's gone after me for a long time because he wanted us. He was a failed experiment at ESPN. He wanted us to help him. Okay, none of us wanted to work with him. None of us wanted to be under the brilliant. Remember, he was the he was the guy that was put over what is now called Anscape, but back then was called the undefeated. Okay, and this guy could barely get anybody black that wanted to work for him because we all know what he is. Okay, and so what I did was you can sleep I picked at night. Up, I picked up. You're damn right. I sleep. I, matter of fact, the only thing that's made me not sleep well is it's I him. wanted to say more. I wanted to say more. Wow. But here's the deal. I called. Um, I text, rather, Bob Iger, Jimmy Pataro, Burke Magnus, Dave Roberts. And in Pataro, Burke Magnus, and Dave Roberts' case, I also emailed them. And I called my pastor. I called my sister Carmen. I called other colleagues. No one, and I mean no one wanted me to do it. None of them were okay with it. I said, I heard you, but this is my show. So they all wanted you to pass They all wanted me to pass. I said, I'm not passing. Now, after this, I'll pass. But I wanted to do something. Get off your chest. Get get off my chest. And I wanted it to be a situation where whenever this man brought up my name again, the world knew exactly where I stood with him and why. Now you got it. And you let it go. I'll never say anything about him again um, like that. I'll never speak like that publicly again. That's not my style. But do I despise him? You damn right I do. All right. One last one before you go. I know you're busy, and I appreciate you coming on here today. Uh So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say. What are my thoughts? I think that both of these men benefited from this beef. Let's just be honest. They made some good money along the way. Uh, They generated a lot of attention. A lot of people spoke about it. Uh, so from a financial standpoint, it did well. Some people say Stephen A. Smith doesn't need the money and blah, 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 blah. I understand that. But from an engagement standpoint and growing his platform, it definitely helped because drama sells. Whether we like it or not, it sells. And that's the reason why, uh, what is it, that they uh, that they did it. That's the first thing. The second thing, um, I think that even though Stephen A. Smith went out there and said all of those things and he says that he's not ashamed and he would have doubled down, he would he would do it again. I think there's a part of him, and he probably won't re- admit this, there's a part of him that probably uh, regrets it. Why? The reason I say that is because he broke character. He broke character. On his show, was Stephen A. Smith cursing? Yeah. Occasionally. Occasionally. But... In this particular instance, he went like, he really, really let loose. And if you know anything about Stephen A. Smith and the company that he works for, it's Disney. And Disney likes to maintain a certain image. So when you do something like that, it's not 100% positive. That's the reason why he had to ask his bosses for permission. No matter how much he says, I have my own podcast, I can do my own thing, he can't. If he could if he could really do his own thing and say what he thinks, then why do you need to discuss that with his daytime employer, as he, as he normally says it? In the case of Jason Whitlock, what Jason Whitlock did was he allowed Stephen A. Smith to go off and then said at the end, look at this dude. 
he just had a he just had a total breakdown, right? Because he was cursing and all of that. And at the end of it, Jason Whitlock looked like the person that was more even kill, even though he was actually antagonizing Stephen A. Smith. He he knew what he was saying was going to irritate him, and maybe he baited him, and maybe his ultimate goal was to bait him, get him to come outside, and then when he finally does come outside, destroy him with facts. And I think that. If we're if we're having a facts argument and the points that Jason Whitlock won uh, brought up, I think Jason Whitlock easily won. But, you know, it's Stephen A. Smith and uh, he's a man of his word. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I want to just get straight to the point about why we decided to produce this show today. The topic in itself of Shannon Sharp allegedly addressing Mike Epps, is it interesting? Well, yes, but is it interesting enough to produce as a topic on our show? Well, no. So I said to myself, if you're going to talk about this today, you have to have a point beyond, did you hear what they just said? I think you have to have a larger point. For those of you who are not aware, Shannon Sharp, um, Club Shay Shay is the hottest thing in town right now. After his Kevin Hart interview, which is pushing 60 million views, his Monique interview, which has a lot of views by now. But with all of that success, there's been this reoccurring um, complaint about Shannon Sharp's show, which is that it's messy. They're saying that, some people are saying, not all, some people are saying that Shannon has found a formula where He brings on comedians who have issues with other comedians. And then essentially he asks them open-ended questions about other people. And then they basically slam other people and it generates a lot of attention and a lot of views, right? And Shannon Sharp has pushed back on that. He recently pushed back on that on Nightcap during the Super Bowl weekend. He's like, you know, he said that what I do is I allow people to talk. I've noticed that a lot of people have their shows and they talk over their guests. I'm just allowing people to talk. Fantastic. So what happened recently, um, Mike Epps, the comedian, did a stand up bit and in his stand up gig, he basically insinuated that Shannon Sharp reached out to him to bring him on. uh, What is it? Club Shay Shay. But he rejected him. Well, apparently, as it turns out, it seems that that wasn't necessarily the truth. So when Shannon Sharp caught a whiff of those comments, for whatever reason, uh, it ignited him during a a, a show that he had on Nightcap with uh, Chad Johnson. And he started going off to the point where he's like, if I see you, it's on, you know, you getting like you getting this work, like all of that stuff. And I was listening to it, listening to it. And then it dawned on me. Um, about the problem that I wanted to discuss today, but before we even get into, but before we I even get into my thoughts, want to play what Shannon Sharp had to say here in response to Mike Epps, and then want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what he had to say here. Uh-huh. And this one, I, I'm gonna fire this shot over your head, mofo, and you will know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mention my name. Mention my name again. Yeah. And I'm gonna put the DMs. I'm gonna put. I'm and I don't like doing this. Yeah. But you're lying. See, and yeah. I don't care about all that other stuff. You can say I'm gay, and you can say I'm. I don't care about that because yeah. I won't chase a lot. But yeah. I won't let you lie on my name. Yeah. Now you can say all that other stuff. I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. I don't look. 
I heard that a thousand times. Yes, Just sir. like everybody jumping in the chat talking about, oh, he don't like number white women. Right. I done dated a lot of different races. Yeah. Hey, listen, you like Skittles now. You eat every color. Come on, talk to me now. No, I don't eat. On. I don't eat. Now, I don't eat us up. You they know, all you, do you, all that. You, you know what I mean? That's why I said I look Skittles. Skittles. Okay, okay. Stay, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I, I look at Ocho. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm telling, yeah. I'm, te I'm telling you this, and I want you, to, and I want somebody to send it to you. And y'all been, I've been seeing it in the chat. Y'all yeah. know who I'm talking about. I don't know who you talking say, about, but I'm with you. I'm a, nigga, say I'm, my name what? again, and I'm gonna put the, I'm a, and I'm gonna release the DM because yeah. you're lying. Yeah, you said I reached out to you to come on Club Shay Shay, and you a mofo lie. Now when I, I, I see you, yeah, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see if you about that. Okay, I'm gonna see if you want to say what you've been saying on, yeah, trying to get some jokes. Because yeah. you got mad because Cat Williams did what he did. Now, yeah. now when I see you, yeah. I'm gonna see if you really about that. Yeah, and when I when I when I see you, nah, no, 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 no. I'm gonna see if him talking all that. Yeah, when he wore them tight ass leather pants, trying yeah. to be funny. Yeah, but I'm gonna see if you about that. Yeah, say my name again. Say, now be a be like yeah. Destiny's Child and talk about say my name, say my name. And I yeah. got something for your ass. Okay, I'm lost. I'm lost, but I'm with you. And whoever whoever you talking about it, we go, we go. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm with like I said, yeah. all that. All for first of all, them saying I'm gay and this and that. It ain't affecting my bottom line. I'm, I'm gay. I've been happy for for years. It don't. It ain't affecting my bottom line. Now, if it'll start to affect my bottom line, right. then I'm gonna see. I'm gonna make y'all put. I'm gonna put you. Make you put your cards on the table. Yeah. It ain't gonna That's be no flush either. You ain't gonna, you ain't I'm gonna make you put no your cards on the table, but that don't bother me. Is that you lied, and you didn't have to? Say your little joke, get your little laugh off, have fun, but just don't lie and said I said something when right. I didn't. And you know who you are, mofo. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. calling you a mofo. Now yeah. when I see you, boy, I promise you, I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna we, pull up and yeah. I'm gonna see if you bought that. Cause yeah. I'm I'm about it with you. Me too. As soon as now, I get on probation. Y'all know I don't like I said, I stay to myself, Ocho. Anybody tell you, I got out of, I got I'm not and I never and I said it. I said when people say, man, that's not like Shannon, that's exactly who Shannon was. Mm -hmm. I let my guard down. Right. I'm gonna see you. Yeah, I don't know what we talk about. I'm gonna see you too. Let me take my glasses I'm off. I'm gonna see you. So you heard what he had to say. Here's what concerns me. And I'm not speaking about this from a sanctimonious, uh, you know, self-righteous position. I'm holier than thou position. No. What I've noticed is the following. And I don't know why it's the case. But some of us brothers, man, we have too much pride. We have too much pride. We have pride to the point where it leads us to be irrational at times. It causes us to have short fuses at times where anything is taken as a slight. And when it comes time to address a situation, it's always done with aggression and 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 and, and force instead of Let's sit down. Let's let's understand where we are. We can have our back and forth, but it doesn't need to get to the physical level. And I'm not speaking about just Shannon Sharp. I'm talking about myself as well. I sat back and I thought to myself, I said, wait a minute. Why do you get offended sometimes at things? So he's not just content creators, but outside in general. 
Somebody does this, you're ready to fight. Somebody does that, you're angry and this and this and this. Where is this coming from? Why do we have this anger? To, like it always has to get to that level so fast. And it's always there. Like, okay, no matter where we are, there must be this thing. It, we, we just cannot get along. It has to be, okay, we, we, we need to fight. We need to fight about it. We need to handle like. And to me, I'm realizing this is a pattern. And again, I'm not accusing Shannon. I'm talking about myself in some other situations that I've observed. And I'm like, how do you break this pattern? How do you break this pattern? You know, my uncle said something to me before. He said it as a joke, but he was serious. Because I was saying something like, oh, so-and-so said this about me, blah, blah, blah. And he said something. He said, Charles, you think too highly of yourself. No one cares. That's what my uncle told me. Now, it's harsh. It's funny. But it's true. Meaning, stop taking things so personal. And I don't know what it is. So it's just so, it seems to be so hard to just, you know what? Let me let that go. Yeah, I know he said that. Yeah, I know I don't like what he said. Yeah, I know I don't like how he said it. But it's so, you know what? Let me just walk away. And what stops us from, it's pride. It's not even ego. It's pride. Pride. Pride to the point where you can hear another brother talking, like on this show, speaking in a particular way. He's not even talking to you, but you may deem it as he's being too aggressive and da 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 da. And you be sitting there angry, lower your voice. Why are you talking like that? You getting mad at the person over nothing. It's pride. I'm listening to Shannon Sharp. Does he have a right to be upset? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. He's human. Anybody would feel a type of way when people are saying things about them, especially if it's not true. It's a human thing. And I'm not saying, oh, turn off your feet. Anybody telling you that, like, you can't take them seriously. But it's how do you handle those things that you feel, which are real to you? And to me, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this situation. I'm like, man, I don't know Shannon Sharp. I can't reach out and talk to him. But what I can do <clears throat> is look at this situation, look at myself, hold the mirror up and say, you're guilty of some of this too. Now, how do you improve as a person so you don't end up finding yourself in all type of SHI, you know what, all the time, just because you're angry for no reason sometimes. Sometimes it's okay to just walk away. And I know it's hard because your ego and your pride, it hurts. But man, this is a pattern, man, that must be broken. And I decided to talk about it. Some people feel a type of way. But the reason I shared this message is because I shared it from a standpoint of, listen, there's an issue. How do we address it? I don't have the answers. If you're hearing this show and you have some remedies, listen, uh, provide them in the comment section. I was trying to, I was listening to something, uh, talking to a guy a few weeks ago in London. He's like, he does meditation. I'm like, maybe I need to practice that to just calm down. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let's get into this topic here. As you guys know, uh, the Lakers have been pretty mediocre uh, this season. If you look at the standings right now in the West, 
The Lakers are currently the ninth seed in the West, and they're fighting with teams like the Warriors, uh, kind of the Mavs, and the Utah Jazz. But prior to this, this prior to this season starting, a lot of people were saying that the Lakers won the offseason in terms of the in terms of the moves that they made. Right, a lot of people had high projections. Number one, off of the moves that they made, and number two, based off of what transpired in the playoffs last year. Given the fact that they went to the Western Conference Finals, they beat the Golden State Warriors, who beat the Kings, um, and they and they played down to the wire with the Nuggets, even though they got swept. Fantastic. So, a lot of us thought that the Lakers were going to be good, but then this year started, and it turns out that the Lakers aren't a very very good ball club. They're not horrendous, but essentially right now they are playing tournament kind of team. Now, incidentally, that's what they were last year before they got into the playoffs, and then. They somehow uh, flipped the script. So what has been the thing that people have been crying about in the media over the last three months? When are we going to get LeBron help? When are we going to get the Lakers some help? When are we going to get the Lakers some help? Are they going to do anything? Are they gonna... And I see so many people that create Laker content, creating different shows. Are they going to get this player? Are they going to get Zach Levine? Are they going to get that guy? Are they going to get Jordan? Are they going to get Hakeem? Are they going to get Shaq? All of these videos about who, who are the Lakers going to get. So what happens? About a day or so ago, a new pretty big piece of news drops that the Lakers were going to be signing Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Who's actually a big Kobe Bryant fan. He's from LA. You see, he has the Kobe eight look with the <coughs> excuse me with the goatee and the beard and all of that. Um, and then I got uh, what is it? An article from NBA.com uh, that I actually want to get into here. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into what this article has to say here. It says that, um, what does it say? It says, Lakers sign free agent guard Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie joins the Lakers after averaging 12.6 points per game, six assists per uh, per game this season for Brooklyn. Continues on the Los Angeles Lakers have signed free agent guard Spencer Dinwiddie. It was announced today by Vice President of Basketball Operations General Manager Rob Palenka. Uh, Dinwiddie, a Los Angeles native, joins the Lakers after appearing in 48 games, all starts with the Brooklyn Nets this season, posting the averages I just mentioned. In the 514 games across nine-plus season with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Dallas, Washington, and all of those different things, he's averaged for his career 13.6 points per game, 3.1 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 28 
uh, minutes. The article then continues on by saying Spencer's returning to his roots and the city where he joined, where his journey began. Uh, Palinka said, "We welcome him back to his hometown of Los Angeles. We are thrilled uh, for him to wear the iconic Lakers uniform in front of his family and friends. His playmaking and aggressiveness from the guard position provides us valuable depth as we continue to our strong push toward." Uh, the back half of the season. Spencer adds a wealth of experience to our roster and brings proven success in the postseason. Welcome home, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. And then the Lakers official, um, it, what is it? Their official Twitter page put out a similar statement. So you heard what was said there. I'm sure you saw the title of the show. My question is very simple. <clears throat> the Lakers finally have some help, right? Uh, can we agree with this? I was recently listening to Nick Wright on, uh, what is it, um, Speak for Yourself, sitting up there complaining, talking about, yeah, I'm just frustrated at the lack of activity that the Laker front office has been doing. The Laker front office has been active every season, every trade deadline. They've been making moves up, up and down. So when Nick Wright said that, I was like, what exactly is Nick Wright talking about right now? But the question still stands. Do the Lakers have help now? Do they have help can we all agree? Did they get help or not? They were talking about Rob Palenka didn't do anything. He did something again. Last season at the trade deadline when they moved Russ and all of that, they were praising him. He did something there. So do they have help now? Because to me, it seems like it's just been a bunch of excuses. Every time you turn on the media, it's always about that the Lakers have help. So the question is, do they help? Do they have help now? Or is it they have help when they play well and they win and they don't have help when they lose? Which one is it? So the question I keep asking is, do they have help? They have two all-star players on their roster, plus all of these other pieces. Are you telling me they can't at least be a seventh or eighth seed? Are you, So who else do they need? Because if they can't make, if they can't even make be a seventh or eighth seed in the Western Conference, then they like we, we have bigger problems here. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Um, as you guys know, Shannon Sharp is one of the three biggest names in sports media right now. You have uh, Pat McAfee, Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp. Those are the biggest three. And then you have others out there, but... At least that's those are the guys I think uh, at the top of the game. And um, ever since Shannon Sharp left uh, FS1 Undisputed, um, his career has gone into a tr into a totally different stratosphere. Like he's he's on a whole different level right now. So what happened? As you guys know, the Super Bowl just finished. Obviously, it was a, it was a thriller. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won in overtime. Hell of a game. Um, but prior to that, various people in media were doing various press runs. Um, and one of the people that was doing these press runs was Shannon Sharp uh, when he went on Sirius XM Radio. Now, as it turns out, and I was unaware of this, he used to actually work on um, Sirius. And I didn't know this. So when he was there, it was about a 15-minute piece. Um, and he was talking about a, a bunch of different things. <coughs> Excuse me, even Kirk Franklin passed by. Uh, and you saw him in the crowd. He greeted him. But then they got to the part where they asked Shannon Sharp to basically give the distinction between what it's like working with Skip Bayless 
and what it's like working with Stephen A. Smith. And to my surprise, um, as he was speaking, he ended up giving Skip Bayless his props along the way. So for those of you who haven't heard that, I'm going to play it for you now, and then want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to that. You know, Sean McManus and Tony Batiti giving me that opportunity for over a decade at CBS. And then uh, Jamie Horowitz hiring me at FS1 and Skip believing in me and giving me the opportunity to be his partner for six and a half years. I will ever, forever be grateful for that opportunity. And then moving on to ESPN First Take and Stephen A giving me that opportunity, the bosses over there. I remember when I when I was leaving uh, FS1 because I really didn't know, Adam, what I was going to do as far as linear television-wise. I knew I was going to keep doing Club Shay Shay because I owned it. I owned that property, and so I say, well, hey, at least I have this property. I, I'll do this once a week, and then you know we'll try to fi uh, figure it out after that. But when Stephen A. reached out and said, "Big boy, I want you," uh, he says, "I don't do the hiring." But I have told my bosses, all of his bosses, Dave Roberts, uh, Jimmy Pataro, Burke Magnus, all the way up to Bob Iger, and when they reached out and said, "Look, we want this to happen. We want this to work." What, what can we do? How do we make this work? Met with Dave Roberts in Atlanta, and the rest is, as they say, is history. Stephen A has been unbelievable. Molly, all the guys have been so accepting of me. But I never forget the one thing that Stephen A told me. He says, look, I want you to be you. Yeah. He says, I want you to be Unc. I want you to be you. I want you to be Club Shay Shay. I want that guy. And so and, and I'm like, Stephen A, you know, you and I, we both have big personalities. He said, don't worry about me. You do you, and that's going to make the best show. And so I really appreciate he and Molly really accepting me. Uh, D.O., Dan Olasky, Ryan Clark, those guys have been so, so good to me, and I really appreciate that. People don't realize this, and I have my own amazing experiences with Stephen A., who has been so incredible to me in my career. He is the ultimate teammate, yes. the ultimate guy, mm -hmm. and he wants you to be you. Yes. He, he is so confident. I mean this in a positive way in himself yes and if he believes in you and believes in the product and knows how to make great tv he is as great a guy in addition to talent as you'll find in this business he, he really is I, look events like this i would bump into him super bowls and things like that i would see him from time to time in la because he has a place in la and i would bump into him but i didn't have the type of relationship with him that i have with him now um and, and so it's been great to get an opportunity to see him up close and to see how he is, why he is, and how he is. And you get an appreciate, appreciation for just how hard he worked yep. and see why he's so he's earned everything that he has. So you heard what he had to say. Now, here's what's interesting. I don't know if some of you are aware of this or not, but while Shannon was at Undisputed, are you guys aware that Skip Bayless was the one that gave Shannon Sharp the idea? to branch off and kind of do his own side podcast. Were you guys aware of this? Um, because that, that was actually the truth. That's what Skip, that's what Shannon Sharp said. I believe he said that on uh, all the smoke. Why am I bringing up that point? The reason I'm bringing up that point is given the fact of how things ended, Shannon has still found a way to keep his respect for Skip because he still remembers what Skip did for him. For being honest, listen, um, there are a lot of talented people that don't get the opportunity, right? And just because someone gives you an opportunity, it doesn't mean that you're less talented. And I think some people kind of confuse that. Just because Skip gave Shannon Sharp the opportunity doesn't take away from the innate talent that Shannon had. And Shannon never forgot that, right? He never forgot that. 
some people will say, well, Skip said this, put your glasses back on and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, so you don't need to be doing this and doing that. But Shannon's like, no, most likely you guys aren't here talking to me if Skip didn't extend the olive branch. Because at the time, from what I understood, Undisputed wanted a journalist to kind of debate Skip Bayless. And Skip Bayless was like, no, I want to get a former professional athlete. I want Shannon Sharp. He's the guy. The reason they wanted the journalist, I believe, was because they kind of wanted to recreate what they had with him and Stephen A. Smith um, and someone that could talk about all sports. So he took a gamble on Shannon for in terms of Shannon Sharp being able to talk about other things. Obviously, the NFL is a piece of cake. It's a walk in the park uh, for Shannon Sharp to talk about the NFL. So that's the first thing. He also described what it was like working with Stephen A. Smith. Um, I think Stephen A. Smith, just from out the outside looking in, I think is a bit more of a dynamic environment. Uh, there are a lot of moving parts. If you look at undisputed, if you look at ESPN First Take right now, you'll see that they have an ensemble cast. Um, they do a lot of different things throughout a, a you know a show. They have you know list your top five duos and all of that. It's it's a it's a dynamic environment, right? Where I believe Shannon Sharp has the autonomy, and he said it uh, to be himself, right? And I think Stephen A. Smith and the executives over at ESPN understood. Listen. This guy is very charismatic. He's naturally funny. You can't be funny. Like, you can't act funny. I, I'm not funny. I don't think I'm funny. Sometimes I say things that crack people up, but I don't see myself as a funny person. But Shannon has that, right? And you don't want to dumb that down because it's something that a lot of people like. So to me, it was, it was. I, th I think it was classy uh, for him to take the approach that he did where he's like, listen, um, things didn't work out, but nevertheless, I do uh, respect what, um, Skip Bayless did for me in terms of him joining ESPN. I thought that was a no brainer. I mean, if you didn't go after Shannon Sharp, like I, I, I'm like, are you kidding? Who wouldn't want to go after this guy? And I said it, and I'm a, I said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. I've said it multiple times, but I'm gonna say it again. I think no, it's already started. I think Shannon Sharp's this part of his career is he's gonna experience more success uh, than he's ever had. Uh, previously, and that's saying a lot from a professional Hall of Fame uh, football player. But right now, he's in a totally different stratosphere. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.